Hello, everyone. Welcome to Project Communicate, a communication-based podcast. My name is Dallin. I'm your host, and I'm here with my grandparents, Alan and Renee Ryerson. Hi, Dallin. Hello, Dallin. Hey. How are you guys doing today? Great. It's beautiful and sunny. That is good to hear. So, um, just so everyone that's listening uh, knows, do you guys want to maybe explain a little bit about yourself? Uh, maybe if you want to talk about your professional life or maybe any hobbies you guys have, anything like that. Okay, I'll start. Um, I uh, born and raised in Canada. Uh, got my uh, degree there and taught school for a couple of years and so we started a family and then was fortunate to be able to stay home with uh, our kids. We have seven kids. And uh, during that time, I have loved being active in their schools as a room parent or on the PTA and also being active in our church and now in our community uh, with uh, volunteering and uh, uh, just making friends uh, in our neighborhood and in the community through service, actually. And I also grew up in Alberta, Canada. I uh, went to the University of Calgary, got a business degree, and went to work for an insurance company called Great West Life. And there I was involved with them for 34 years and eventually moved to the United States in 1975. And Dallin, your uh, dad was uh, two, two years old when he, we moved down here. So that's, that's interesting. I retired about uh, 15, 18 years ago. And since then, I've been involved. Oh, I was in sales uh, with Great West Life in group sales. They sold uh, medical benefits, uh, PPO, HMO plans to corporations, and also 401k pension plans. Uh, since I retired, I've been heavily involved in the Lions Club organization, as well as church callings. Uh, and like Renee, we've enjoyed serving in the community at different fundraisers or whatever is involved there. And uh, we certainly enjoyed in these later years, our grandchildren, as which you are the oldest of 20, going to be 22 here in July. So there you go. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you guys for uh, sharing a little about yourself. Um, it helps the people that are listening to better understand who you guys are and a little bit about you. So um, I wanted to ask you guys some questions um, about communication. Um, you guys have spent a lifetime communicating. Um, radical changes. We've seen radical changes. <laughs> yes. And I actually wanted to talk a little bit about that. I wanted to talk about um, how you guys have seen communication change in your lifetime or how it hasn't changed? Well, um, when I was a little girl, the main method of communication was just mouth to mouth or with handwritten letters. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's been a huge change now. Uh, I remember getting our first telephone in the house and how amazing that was. And then as we got into the computer age, getting past just the game stage to all of the functions of the computer uh, has been amazing. And then getting, moving on to telephones, uh, you know, the uh, mobile cell phones, 
and so on. It has drastically changed our lives and how we can keep in touch with people that we would not never have been able to keep in touch with uh, mm -hmm. daily. Uh, sometimes it would be weeks, months, even years, uh, being able to contact or see people. And now at the flip of a uh, switch, we can communicate with anyone we want to in the world, wherever we are. Yeah. I have a similar experience in that I grew up in a small town in Alberta, farming, ranching town. And uh, other than face-to-face uh, -face communication, uh, we had smoke signals from fires. No, that's just kidding. Uh, but we had uh, the old phones where the, we had a phone operator in town. She would direct your call. And in the country, they had party lines where there'd be three or four families. But as we've grown, as the, we've gone through the years, we've seen a drastic change. When I was in, in work, I saw the biggest change. The phone became very important. And then later on, the fax was an amazing thing for me. We started faxing. And I would look at that machine at early on and say, how can that piece of paper go to Denver, Colorado? I just don't yeah. understand that. And uh, we would take classes, literally classes, hooking up to the Wi-Fi or trying to understand how to do that. And it was the old dial-in, you know, Wi-Fi and things like that. And in business, you, you had to adapt, but it was very difficult. It was frustrating uh, for us because it was harder. Now, the advantage was everything all of a sudden sped up. What used to take three days now took half a day. And so there was a lot more productivity, but a lot more expected of you as well. So that was an advantage. So I don't know if that answers it or not. But. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. So it... In your guys' lifetime, you guys have seen technology mainly advance um, the ways that you communicate, whether it be from going from face-to-face -to, -face to a corded telephone in your kitchen, to a cell phone, to fax machines, to uh, the internet, and now we're using Zoom to communicate. Uh, and it's funny um, how like things like fax machine are now obsolete, and the yeah. old DVR players that were just so awesome and fun, and now like oh, what's that? Kids don't even know what a CD is. <laughs> yeah, we used to rent VCR machines at the, at the movie rental place to play a movie back yeah. in the 70s and 80s. It would be a big suitcase looking thing that we'd have to attach up to our TV. And, <laughs> and your first cell phone was a big battery operated thing. <laughs> as big as a brick. And <laughs> we used to call yeah. it a brick. Yeah, so like technology has changed the way we communicate, um, which I think is, is kind of cool because um, Alan, you touched on this, is that uh, what used to take days to communicate something now can happen in minutes or seconds um, because of the advances that we have. We're able to communicate so much more. Um, I want to kind of focus now on how communication hasn't changed. Um, because I'm sure there are definitely still parts of communication that you guys are like, oh, when I was a kid, we, we did that and we still do this today, like. Well, I think there's a lot of value in that face-to-face, -face. Um, you know, especially as we get older and tend to be maybe a little bit more isolated as we age. 
And uh, as we saw our parents age, that person-to-person, uh, -person, face to face thing, I think is valuable and important and can really help people in their life journey. Um, that would be a big thing for me. When we had young children, we, we it was big on having uh, them up to the dinner table. We'd have seven kids up to the dinner table and we'd find out about what's going on in their daily activities at school or sports or whatever they were doing. So we've recently started, and Dallin, you're part of that, is Sunday Zoom meetings in the evening and on a weekly basis so that we can kind of still connect. I, we have you in Colorado. We have another daughter in Bend, Oregon, another daughter, daughter in, in Seattle, Kirkland area, a son up in Bellingham, and San Jose. San Jose and things like that. So we still try to connect with our family because we feel our family is important. And ironically, Zoom brings us back to what it was before. Uh, and we quite enjoy that. And it's interesting, some of the silly things we talk about, but it also reconnects us and makes us feel like we understand what's going on in our loved one's lives. And then just, just a side note, I'm again, the Lions Club and all the different things we have Zoom meetings now, especially because of COVID, and it is so much more effect, uh, efficient and maybe not effective because some people don't like Zoom, but you, it certainly is more efficient in that you don't have to get up and drive somewhere to a meeting for an hour and then get in and drive back. You can just walk into your office and have a Zoom meeting. Yeah, I, I really like um, what both of you guys have said. I feel like um, touching on your point, Renee, there is no replacement for that face-to-face -face interaction that you have with people. That is such like a, a key part of interacting and communicating with people. And it's, it really does, I mean, if you're having a bad day, you talk to someone face-to-face, -face, it just feels great, you know? Yeah, correct. Um, oh, and that's what hasn't changed. The mechanism yeah. of getting there, but the actual face-to-face, -face, you can do that now. That's a good point. Yeah. And that, that's what I also love is I was about to build off that and say, to your point, Alan, is that exactly Zoom allows us to all sit around that, that virtual dinner table at the end of the week and we can all sit down, we can all talk about our life and um, it gives us a little semblance of that normalcy of face-to-face. -face. Right. Um, like I can, I can see you guys, I can uh, hear you guys laugh, you know, all those things that that you would normally get from face to face. It's not quite the same, but it, it helps quite a bit. Yeah. I think specifically during COVID now, we've seen, we've missed that person to person mm -hmm. contact and uh, our uh, early society women's group at our church had an outside masked gathering. We had a pretty big turnout to that. Everyone was just so anxious to see one another. And uh, so that's uh, just, we missed that. Yeah. Being there, right? Right. Standing next to that person. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ironically, COVID, uh, when you hear someone that you haven't talked to for a while, just hear their voice. It, it brings back memories of who they are and what they're about. And it, it brings a closeness connection to them that, that you didn't have before or, or that you might have forgot, when you, whether it's on phone or Zoom or whatever. 
So, and I, and I think we're older now and a lot of the older people need that connection. They need to have somebody call them up and ask them how the day's going. I know Renee has an elderly lady, Edith, that she connects oh once a week or maybe twice a week and just talks to her for 10 or 15 minutes. And Edith is, and it, it you'd think that Renee was doing the kind act, but it makes, perks up Renee's day to listen to Edith and the story she tells. So taking the time, even though in the busy world we have, taking the time to get involved in other people's lives, we still need to do that, even though we have the rapid ways we can communicate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I feel like there are there are times and places for, for fast, quick communication, um, but that there is definitely a need to slow down to have a conversation that's meaningful um, and get more out of the conversation. Um, I wanted to ask you guys another question here. So um, how long have you guys been married now? 51 years. 51 years. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so over those 51 years, how your guys' relationship has obviously evolved and changed. Um, I mean, you guys are still husband and wife throughout the whole time, but there's probably aspects that have changed. So how has your guys' communication with each other as your relationship has gone on, changed or stayed the same? I'm just curious about that. Well, again, I think it's, you know, if we're, it's so nice to be able to check in and say, hey, where are you? Or to just uh, uh, reply with a little thumbs up, you know, you know, get a text, are you home? And I could just quickly send a thumbs up. Yes, <laughs> you know, I'm home. So uh, it's nice to be able to um, just maintain a connection when we're apart and, um just day to day, even small little things that, uh, you know, a little heart beside that text or that statement mm -hmm. makes you feel good. <laughs> and I think that helps to keep a relationship positive and loving. Yeah, that's good. I, it's ironic. We, if we leave the house without our cell phone, it's almost like we're naked. <laughs> we, 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 how, you know, here I am, 74 years old, May, and I, and I can't, Go drive over to the store and, and get something without the cell phone being with me. And uh, and again, like if, if I can't get a hold of Renee during the day, I wonder, well, what's she doing? How come she's not answering her phone or what's going on? And uh, so we're more connected, I think, because of the changes in communication than we were before. Because if we were separated, we wouldn't be able to do that. And then we're more efficient. Mm -hmm. I could say, we're down here, I'm down here at such and such, would you want to join me? And let's go have a halibut fish and chips at the Puffin Cafe or something like that. Or, yeah. you know, that's just a silly example. But, I mean, yeah, no. we can get things done easier. Um, and, uh, and so we have more time. And I, I think also uh, we can support each other. A little bit better with the technology again just with a quick text that says how's it going you know how did the big meeting go today or uh, 
or I can't believe this happened to me, <laughs> you know, and he's not there. <laughs> so we can uh, uh, lean on each other, uh, even when we're apart, better. Uh, so yes. support, supporting each other throughout the day a little easier, I would say. You know, and when I retired, that was a different scenario because when I was working, I was out of the home uh, for all eight to 10 hours a day. And when I came home, we had dinner and the kids. And so we worked together a lot one-on-one -on -one back in those days. But when I retired, all of a sudden, she'd wake up in the morning. We'd wake up in the morning and look at each other. And, and there had to be uh, an understanding of what we were going to do and how we were going to communicate and then the changes. That, and there was changes that took place. And I think they were very positive changes. Yeah. My friend said that we're married for time and all eternity, but not for lunch. So <laughs> we need to, to learn to not pester each other with those texts too, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. So if I kind of understand um, how this has changed, how technology has uh, enhanced your guys' relationship, it's been like supplemental to the, the other interactions that you have. Um, you guys were able to check up on each other and, um, able to make sure or just I can kind of going back to that technology helps us to communicate more effectively we can communicate more effectively with each other and things like that yeah. um, you pick up the milk and eggs I'll pick up the stuff from the stationery store <laughs> yeah. so uh, I actually had an experience like that um, where technology was one of those things where it's like uh, able to help in that situation, um, as you guys know, and none of these people on the podcast know, uh, my wife and I are, are actually expecting our first kid here um, at the end yeah, of yeah, summer. First, we're going to be great grandparents. And our first grandchild. Great grandchild. <laughs> great grandchild. Um, but my wife actually found out while I was at work. Um, and she was very scared. Um, as I was a little too, um, but that she was able to call me, you know, on my phone and we were able to, to talk and I was able to get away from my job for five minutes to, to talk to her and just to, to reassure her that, you know, this is all going to work out and that it's going to, it's going to be okay. And I think that's one of those cool things because um, had technology not been there, you know, she would have been at home worried without me. I would have been at work. Um, and then when I came home two hours after that, you know, after she found out, she would have been worried for these two hours. Then when I came home after we talked, she was more okay with it than <laughs> before. So I think it's, I think it's super cool that um, technology allows us to, to supplement our relationships and to be able to stay connected, like you guys said, even though we're not together. Sorry about that. It's totally fine. That's one of those technology things. <laughs> it is. Interrupted. <laughs> um, so we're just about out of time, um, but I wanted to kind of wrap up our conversation um, with you guys uh, by asking you, like, what is your takeaway from all this? If the people that are listening, 
um, could take away one thing from this conversation we've had today, what would it be? I think it's wonderful to take advantage of the things that we have and that uh, as we get older to realize that we can take advantage of it to our benefit. I know that myself personally, I thought, oh, I will never figure out how to text. I'm not ever going to use that. I'm kind of, you know, I'll just carry on the way I am. But I was kind of forced to, and now I realize I can keep up with technology. Uh, it might take some patience on my children's part, helping me learn, <laughs> um, but we can do it and keep up with the technology. And the other thing is that I have seen also negative parts of the technology with, you know, the cyberbullying and everything. And I think that if we can, could uh, just remember to always stay calm because there's so much information out there now with all of the technology and, you know, anyone can say anything that's not true or is true and you don't know what it is. And so I think we all need to be calm. We all, we all need to make an effort to try to understand one another and have sympathy maybe for something that maybe one stupid phrase could get go viral and it wasn't like you, there was any intent for malice or anything. Um, so if we can be patient and kind and uh, just uh, use it for our good, not to uh, cause problems. Yeah. Uh, that was good. I was thinking also, um, it's good to, to step away from technology every once in a while. Uh, and especially, we're not heavy into Facebook, but a lot of people are. And I think it, it might be good to put the phone down for three or four or five days just to see how you react to yourself, to your companion and to those around you when you don't have the crutch of the cell phone. We used to laugh when we saw people sitting at the restaurants, four people, and they were all four on the phone. And now we find ourselves doing that very same thing. And probably 95% of the time, we don't need to be on the phone and we could look across the table and carry on a conversation. So I think using electronics and communication wisely, and as Renee has said, the uh, being kind and not, not in any way uh, making- Jumping to conclusions maybe. Yeah, jump, because <laughs> you can't tell when somebody sends you a text, even Context. though they put a capitalized that doesn't mean that they were mad at you or anything else. It's just a text. So just stay calm, stay calm in the storm. I think those are some great takeaways. I, I would agree that these are some things that I think we could all learn to do a little better. Um, thank you guys so much for, for coming on to the podcast today and talking with me. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. Um, thank you, Dallin. That was really fun for us to be Great part to of. Great to be it. here with you.